عليكم مرحبا بكم في ليبيا مادكاست بودكاست طبي ليبي نهتفوا به نحن نقدم مواضيع لها علاقة بالطب في ليبيا ومواضيع تعليمية نهتفوا بها فوتنا الطلبة وأيضا جونيا دوكتورز السلام عليكم هذه الحلقة الرابعة لليبيا مادكاست وموضوع حلقة اليوم هو تكملة موضوع الحلقة اللي فاتت والعنوان الحلقة اللي فاتت هو Practical Approach to Assessing and Managing an Acutely Ill Patient في الحلقة اللي فاتت نقشنا الجزء الأول واليوم الجزء الثاني هو Part 2 ومباشرة إلى موضوع الحلقة So when you called ندوك لحد مريض وتبي تبدأ المانجمنت بتاعك مع المريض هذا أول حاجة بتفكر فيها طبعاً زي ما قلنا الأوي إحنا تب نبدأ بالبرايمري سيرفي and the primary survey is A B C نبدأ بالأوي so what is the aim of assessing the أوي رقم واحد to assess patency and if necessary we need to clear and secure the أوي so أول حاجة كهدف من من ندير assessment للأوي هو to assess patency يعني هل الأوي مفتوحة ولا لا هل هي فيها يعني في مشكلة في الpatency وهل تحتاج لي securing okay and then number two to administer oxygen and then number three is to appreciate the potential for cervical spine injury for these patients in trauma it's very important لكن في العادة في المدical wards الحاجة الوحيدة اللي أنت تفكر فيها من ناحية cervical spine إذا كان في patient عند condition which may uh, lead to cervical, potentially lead to cervical spine problems. Zeshini methylan, rheumatoid arthritis methylan, or Down syndrome. Abadin, can you tell us that we have the first thing we have is assessment, and then management, and then monitoring for the assessment. So the first thing to do, which is the easy thing to assess an LA, is to talk to the patient. If the patient talks, إذا كان أتكلم معك المريض معناها عادة الأوي patent at least semi patent so if you ask them كيف حالك and he responds then the airway is clear and then it gives you an indicator إن في دم يوصل للدماغ ودم talking معناها في دم واصل للدماغ so it's a good indicator of cerebral perfusion so if there's no answer then you open the airway with a, something called a chin lift or a jaw thrust and then you reassess the patency okay How do you reassess the patency? You look, listen, and feel. So LLF. So you look, listen, and feel. So you look for chest movement. You listen for the sounds of breathing. And then you feel for expired air. And then you rapid uh, look at the upper airway. You need to be chuf kana fi foreign body, wala mathana dansha, ramsakra, yani mathana smoon sinayat, wala haja msakra al airway. And then. ممكن مرات tongue as well, okay, microglossia for example. So if it's not patent, uh, you clear the airway. Uh, you could use the maneuvers اللي تكلمنا عليهم اللي هي head tilt, chin lift, and jaw thrust. بإمكانكم أي كتاب أنت anesthesia أو أي كتاب أنت medicine فيه acute هذه uh, part usually will contain how to do this. If you have uh, internet, obviously, you can go online and check it on video. Uh, you could use um, a suction catheter. To get out, uh, to uh, suck out any fluid or anything that may be obstructing their way. If the kind of patient under, يعني مثلاً سنون سناعيات, 
وركبات كويس يعني مش مسببة obstruction then keep them in because if it's possible يعني to leave them in obviously this this is because it could help uh, later on especially with intubation once the airway is clear then you need to keep it open يعني مش معقولة بتشد المريض يعني لو تحتجت بتضطر انك انت بتشد الجوانت على المريض لكن you need to maintain it you maintain it by three things either oropharyngeal airway or a nasopharyngeal airway and if the pdf5 موجوده صوره ليها ماما obviously you pick the right size and then you do you do them only if you have the right training so if you don't know the training it's a good skill to learn ask somebody to show you who يعني وريك كيف تركبهم الزوز يعني اذا كان ما عندك شيء خبره فيهم and then النقطه الثالثه definitive airway اذا كان البيشنت يحتاج لي definitive airway Uh, then obviously he may need an endotracheal tube or a laryngeal mask airway or God forbid a surgical airway somebody who uh, has got training for that okay uh, endotracheal tube please read up on the indications of an endotracheal tube okay just one نقطة هنا معينة إذا حطيت الأورنفارنجيل تيوب ومسببش gagging يعني عادة الأورنفارنجيل تيوب يسبب gagging في في البيشنت اللي هو awake فشو معناها gagging يعني بتحطها لداخل يعني مرات الانسان يحاول انه هو يرد يعني سبب gag reflex فاذا كان سببت ما سببتش gag reflex بتعرف ان البيشنت doesn't have the ability to protect the airway okay so you may need a definitive airway alright so uh, just to recap how do you assess an airway patency okay so if you assess an airway patency we've talked about that And then, what are the possible outcomes of an airway patency check? رقم واحد, an airway patent, هذه possibility. فهذه عادة في awake patient and he has coherent speech. رقم اثنين, partial airway obstruction. شخص عنده stridor مثلا. ورقم ثلاثة, complete airway obstruction. Alright? And then, رقم أربعة, airway at risk of obstruction. Somebody who has, is unconscious. Somebody who has, doesn't have a gag reflex, for example, we talked about just with that about now, uh, we talked about it now, and then patient who's unable to protect their airway against the aspiration owing to loss of airway reflexes. So when you assess an airway, what are the uh, conclusions you may reach? You may reach four conclu- uh, f- five conclusions. The there may be a patent airway, wadat another patient awake and fully you know, with fully coherent speech. رقم اثنين partial airway obstructions is strider رقم ثلاثة complete airway obstruction رقم أربعة airway at risk of obstruction ورقم خمسة enable a patient who is unable to protect his airway against uh, aspiration إذا شخص يعني loss of airway reflexes um, and uh, these we just talked about it now when if, 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 if you put an oropharyngeal tube and he doesn't gag for example وعادة uh, in patients are my equal unconscious With a GCS, with a very low GCS, uh, the Glasgow Chroma Scale. All right. Okay. So, shenandiru bad mandiru securing the airway. The next step, bad mandiru bad mandiru taakid in the airway secure is that we have to deliver oxygen. Remember, these patients are ill, run well, and remember the three signs of unwellness is they have low cardiac output, uh, poor respiratory, methadone uh, reserve, or random cerebral uh, problems as well. Some some of them. Okay, so you need to give them oxygen. As uh, sick patients need oxygen, so once you've secured the airway, you give them oxygen. Okay, and then 
you give the supplemental oxygen through uh, a mask, basically. And this should be a non-rebreathing mask and reservoir because they're very sick. But um, this is a, a, a big topic. Inshallah, how we give them oxygen oxygenation in, in sick patients. So obviously, you could either use a mask, mask, oxygen delivery. Remember, oxygen is actually a drug, so you should know how to prescribe it, prescribe it, as in dose, and you know you should know how to prescribe it safely as well, because different patients and them different requirements. Different patients uh, and them, uh, different risks from oxygen therapy. For example, like COPD patients, you have to deliver oxygen uh, in a way that is safe, remembering that hypoxia is actually dangerous, so you should treat hypoxia, but uh, it's good to know how to deliver oxygen safely and effectively. Okay. Uh, obviously, if the patient is intubated, then you know, the, there are ways to deliver oxygen and ventilation. Uh, and again, this is... Uh, this is not the scope of this uh, podcast for future inshallah. That's that's the oxygen uh, issue. And just one point here uh, with the airway. Remember, like I mentioned, hypoxia kills, and this should be treated first. Okay. All right. So in patients who have hypercarbia, for example, um, it does not kill, um, pro- providing that the patient is receiving supplemental oxygen. Okay. Next step: the B. So you don't move to B until you make sure that the A is safe and secure and managed and monitored. So you move to B, breathing. Right. So what is the aim of breathing uh, management? The aim is to detect and treat life-threatening conditions that affect breathing. Things like bronchospasm, pulmonary edema, or for example, tension pneumothorax. So remember, we're going to do the assessment, and then the management, and then the monitoring. So the assessment, so a patent airway, remember, like A is patent now, because we've done that, we've dealt with our patient. Like a patent airway, there can be two separate entities. So a patent airway does not ensure adequate ventilation. Adequate ventilation requires an intact respiratory center along with, a, with adequate pulmonary function, augmented by coordinated movements of the diaphragm and the chest wall. When I have brain, the respiratory centers for brain to ventilate properly, the respiratory and pulmonary function should be adequate as well as the muscle of the diaphragm or chest wall. Okay, for that, the brain. Well, lungs, well, muscle walls, okay? So, how do you examine? So, you can examine even from the end of the bed. Is the, is the patient cyanosed? Remember, respiratory rate. Respiratory rate, muhim jiddan. So, what's the respiratory rate? And then, the respiratory effort. And then, you look at the chest to see if there's symmetry, symmetrical movement on both sides. So, so you uh, chest inspection. You look for color, for marks, for rashes. You inspect obviously the respiratory rate, the effort, and the symmetry. Okay, and then you do a full respiratory uh, examination, uh, especially looking at the palpating the trachea, for example, percussion, and then uh, auscultation. So you auscultate to see if there's any. Um, Sign if there's any breath sounds, obviously, if they're equal, if there's any added sounds, 
and then to see if there is um, any evidence of the of the especially for the reversible conditions. Right? If you have a question, حتى هي من ناحية ال ال breathing, and you can check for pulse oxymeter to check what the uh, O2 saturations are. So, thing if you find that the patient has uh, any problem then you treat that problem before you move to see. For example, if there's bronchospasm, then you start giving nebulized salbutamol. All right? And then if somebody's got COPD, you can add uh, ipratropium, for example. All right? And then remember, when you examine for percussion, it should be the kind of evidence of tension pneumothorax. Obviously, yani this, this can embarrass both respiratory function and can also cause problems with, obviously, cardiac function. It is an emergency, and it is not a radiological diagnosis. هذا تحتاج clinical diagnosis فهذا يحتاج إلى management immediate uh, management with the needle thoracic antesis اللي هو cannula مثلا في mid-clavicular line second intercostal space uh, at the site of the tension pneumothorax please أقرأ لها هي وتحاول أنكم تشوفها يعني كيف uh, وكيف the signs of tension pneumothorax okay alright and um so how do you monitor uh, these patients? So we've managed them through, as I said, um, life, uh, you manage the cause, like bronchospasm, like heart, if there's somebody has got a heart failure, obviously, then you'll treat that as well, pulmonary edema. Uh, and if somebody's got pneumothorax, you manage that as well. So you monitor these patients with arterial oxygen saturation. Um, should be monitored continuously, all right? So you could use the SATS probe. And then for breathing as well, you could you could uh, ask for um, obviously as part of the assessment, you can do an arterial blood gas as well, which could help you. Okay, so it's a good skill to learn how to interpret blood gases in, in severe illness. All right. So C, the next step, you don't move to C until you manage B. So C, circulation. The aim, and detection and treatment of primarily shock. Okay, this is the most common cause of problems with uh, these patients. But in acutely ill patients, they can have very high blood pressure as well, uh, as in hypertensive crisis. But uh, maybe we would probably just talk about uh, low blood pressure here. So there are many causes of shock. Um, each one requires specific treatments. For example, like anaphylactic shock, which needs adrenaline, septic shock, which needs uh, IV fluids, antibiotics, and things like that. And septic shock is a common cause as well. Okay, and then there's other other causes of shock as well. So how do you assess for circulation? How do you do a rapid assessment of the patient's hemodynamic status? And this is necessary um, because uh, these patients can deteriorate quite quickly. All right, so you could check their status. You know, hatta by the end of the bed, what's the level of consciousness? You examine the central pulse, uh, the femoral, and the carotid on both sides. Okay. For example, if you find a problem with the difference between the left and right side, then you start thinking uh, things like dissecting aneurysms. And then you measure the blood pressure. You you measure the blood pressure. And then assess peripheral perfusion using the capillary refill time. Obviously, by feeling the patient if they're cold and they're clammy and they're shocked, that's a sign for sympathetic overdrive. And uh, that's, uh, that's another sign as well. And remember that reduced blood volume 
can cause problems with your consciousness level as well, and this, you know, because the, because of reduced uh, cerebral perfusion. So, after you assess those things, uh, how do you resuscitate? Obviously, you have to lesem tawun kum taslu al intravenous access through cannulas. If there is suspicion in that shakhs and a hypovolemic shock, then you have to put in two large bore cannulas, IV lines, and then. Uh, you send away blood uh, tests for baseline hematological and biochemical values. And you say, for example, as we said, we blood, we know the glucose level, uh, urine and electrolytes, CBC, obviously, or full blood count, whatever you want to call it, cross-match. And then, as I said, an, you know, ABG, or arterial blood gas, could have been done on B, but you could do it here as well if you want to. All right, so, you know, and then you can, for the management for this C, الحاجات اللي موجودة تقدر تختار منها اللي هي fluids, antibiotics, um, adrenaline, inotropes هذه كلها تقدر تختار منها حسب الكوز يعني مثلا fluid إذا كان واحد عنده hypovolemic shock antibiotics if you know you could add antibiotics if somebody's got um, septic shock uh, adrenaline if somebody's got anaphylactic shock if somebody has cardiogenic shock then you think of inotropes if need be but this normally needs supervision um, by you need to speak to a senior and you need to get a diagnosis how do you diagnose cardiogenic shock and then that needs management and usually inotropes are given through central lines okay uh, most of them so th- these are the things that you could consider giving according to whatever the patient has according to the diagnosis all right so if somebody's got hypovolemia uh, due to for example a GI bleed so from the GI tract People, people usually give vigorous fluid replacement. So, for example, يعني يعطوا في two liters crystalloid, مثلا normal saline, stat, and then immediately then fluid, يعني titrated according to the patient's clinical signs. And then, if obviously there's hemorrhage, then you need to contact the GI team to for urgent treatment. And then, obviously, you would cross match for blood, so you can give blood. Okay. And then there are other management uh, things that you need. Please, you know, specifically look for how to manage a GI bleed. Inshallah, from Mustaqbal, we'll do a halqa on If uh, that's in GI bleed, and then as we talk about hypotensive, warm, vasodilated, paraxial patient, then you think of septic shock. This is, you know, septic shock until proven otherwise. Uh, and then, you know, especially you look for other signs in the skin to see if there's non-blanching, methadone preparatory rash. Like for example, like meningeal meningococcal uh, septicemia, and this this needs immediate intravenous uh, benzoyl penicillin, well, ceftriaxone, uh, any antibiotic, basically, has to be antibiotic policy at the hospital, and then you know you need to give the antibiotics, you need to get blood cultures, and then you need to you need to um, uh, manage and investigate very quickly. All right. And then, obviously, if somebody's hypovolemic due to fluid loss, the tachypnic, dehydrated, hypotensive patient, one of the differentials that are very important here is um, diabetic ketoacidosis. All right? Possibly any marat shakhs had diabetic ketoacidosis, secondary to underlying sepsis, or a shakhs and the sepsis that's caused it, or a first presentation. These patients obviously need aggressive fluid therapy and insulin therapy and electrolyte management especially the potassium. So that's why we send for glucose to check it uh, initially. All right. So these are all specific causes of circulatory failure. 
um, and um, obviously يعني يحتاجوا لمانجمنت حسب ال حسب ال الكوز right I just slightly touched upon each one but please don't be guided by this you have to look at each one specifically من مرجع up to date مرجع يعني evidence based طبعا تشوفوا كيف الناس اللي هم سينير عليكم أو تشوفوا كيف يدولها management safely and effectively and quickly okay so how do you monitor circulation that's management وتكلمنا على بعض الحاجات في circulation how do you monitor it obviously then these patients need to be in a monitored bed and they need to have continuous monitoring of their heart rate for example blood pressure and then ECG monitor as well if they're unstable obviously and then this will monitor the patient's response to treatment Right. Um, we need to also check the vital, all of their vital signs, including the temperature, obviously. And then, obviously, if they're shocked, patients, um, clinic, obviously, the clinical situation will di- dictate this. But most shocked patients will need a urinary catheter as well to assess uh, urine output. Okay, which is a very good vital sign as well. All right. And uh, just to mention something very important, we had the initial PDF file. المانجمنت وحنا نطرق لها بعد شويه مرات تحتاج تعطي حاجه and then you reassess and I mentioned in the PDF file the best form of assessment is reassessment تعطي فلويد مثلا تعطيه مثلا بولس of fluid the patient who is hypovolemic and then you see if there's any check for a response you check the blood pressure you check the pulse rate is there a response or not after 15 minutes 20 minutes check him again So it's called an iterative review. It's a review that's very important to the assessment. That's very important. So we reach, that's C, we reach D now, which is disability. You reach D after you check C. So we've done A, we've done B, we've done C, we made sure they're all stable, then you reach D. So the aim of disability, disability, means a neurological examination, a rapid neurological examination. So the aim for D is to carry out a rapid neurological assessment and to begin treating any immediately life-threatening neurological condition. condition. Things like seizures, things like hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, and مثلا, opioid overdose. شخص يعني خدي opioid overdose وهذه مرات نتيجة هو خدها نفسه زي الهروين Uh, methadone, things like that. Wallamarat overdose min al dakatra. Yani shaksatuma morphine can the dose helba high with patient methan can hasas the morphine or hashfe overdose. Walla methan shakhas uh yani and a severe infection, cerebral infection, walla methan generalized infection caused uh had the low consciousness level. So how do you assess disability? You assess it by Checking their consciousness consciousness level. You you check it. Then you do um, you check the pupils and then you check for lateralizing signs. Okay. In the consciousness level, had uh, these um, uh, tools that we have fairly limited in in checking method midbrain activity or yani uh, checking for other neurological deficits. But it's a good marker for checking their consciousness level and then. Uh, it's a good mark of communication as well, all right? So we'll start with the assessment, for neurological assessment um, in the primary survey. So number one, I said it's consciousness, consciousness level. Um, you can either use the AVPU system, which is very simple. So AVPU. A stands for alert, 
or alertness. V stands for verbal stimulus, responding to verbal stimulus, and P responds to uh, responding to pain, and U on responsiveness. So you mark somebody as A if they're alert. You mark somebody V if they're only responding to verbal stimulus. Or by then P bus either kind of responding to pain فقط. With the kind of شخص مستجيبش بكلي أي stimulation for you mark him as U. But we have another tool which is probably better. Which is, which is called the Glasgow Coma Scale because it was developed in Glasgow. This was developed in the 1970s. So the Glasgow Coma Scale consists of three things. Eye-opening response, motor response, and verbal response. And the total score for verbal uh, for, uh, for the Glasgow Coma Scale is 15 out of 15. Okay? And one very important point. أقل درجة ممكن يحصلها شخص في Glasgow Coma Scale هي ثلاثة. It's very important to know. I know, every, I'm sorry that I have to mention this, um, but um, just that it's very important. It could be a trick question. What's the lowest score for GCS? It's three, okay? A dead person has a GCS score of three. So you can't get a zero in Glasgow Coma Scale. I've included in the PDF file the English version and also وحطيت اللينك نتاع الويكي ارتيكل اف يو وونت تو ريد ذا عربيك وان اوكي سو يو اسس فور اي اوبننج يو اسس فور موتور ريسبونس اند فيربل ريسبونس اي اوبننج از فور اوت اوف يعني فور فور از ذا ماكسيموم موتور ريسبونس 6 از ذا ماكسيموم اند فيربل ريسبونس 5 از ذا ماكسيموم ملاحظات سريعه على جلاسكو كوما سكيل وين تكتبها ماذا بيك ما تكتبش جلاسكو كوما سكيل على مثلا شخص عنده 15 من 15 يعني سهلة تقدر تكتب 15 من 15 مفيش مشكلة لكن لو إن شخص مثلا أقل من 15 من 15 مثلا 13 أوكي okay? It's good practice تكون أحسن لو أنت كتبتها كتبت الإنديفيجوال سكورز سو so بدل ما تكتب مثلا 13 من 15 تكتب مثلا الإم قداش يعني إم فور موتور قداش والإي فور أي قداش والفي فور فيربل قداش حتى الشخص كان جاي حد بعدك يشوف يقدر يقارن يعني في الاندفجوال سكورز اوكي هذه نقطه يعني هذه وبعدين دائما من تكتب انت الجي سي اس اكتبها في الوقت يعني الساعه قداش يعني اللي انت درت فيها الاسسمنت اورايت لانه كتبت بعدين طريقه في البي دي اف فايل هاو تو دو ذات سو يو كلاسيفاي برين انجري اور كونشسنس ليفل ان تيرمز اوف سيفيريتي از ذا فولوز سو ماينر ماينر يعني برين انجري اور ماينر دروب ان جي سي كونشسنس ليفل GCS will be 13 or more. Moderate is GCS between 9 and 12, and very severe a drop in consciousness, consciousness level is 8 or less. Okay, 8 or أقل. Okay, مهمة جدا. عادة في ناس يقولون الكوما, الكوما, proper coma, 8 or أقل. Okay, فأي شخص عنده GCS 8 or أقل يحتاج إلى intubation to protect their airway. مهمة جدا أي واحد عنده جي سي اس ثمانية أو أقل يحتاج لانتوبيشن يحتاج إلى بروتكشن أوف ذير أوي حاجات ثانية لها يعني أهمية في الجي سي اس تخيلوا واحد جاكم وعنده تيوب أوريدي لكن أويك ذات كود هابن سمتايمز هاو دو يو اسس ذا كونشنسنس ليفل لأن الفيربل إيليمنت ما يقدرش يرد عليكم الكلام يعني يعني نجيب مثلا بد يسس ذا موتور تقول له ايديك فوق هو قام ايديه فوق اوكي فحصل ويتبع في الخط الحاجات اللي انت اللي انت تقول عليها يعني فهذا حصل سته 
الاي مثلا ريسبونس تو فيربل ستيميليشن فهذا حصل ثلاثه فسته زائد ثلاثه تسعه لكن الفي يو كانت اسسهم رايت سو ان ذيس تيرم هاو دو يو هاو دو وات يو دو سو هير يو انستيد اوف وين يو رايت ذا ريزولتس اوف ذا جي سي اس يو رايت ام 6 اي ثلاثه مثلا اند ذن في You just write one and then T. Shemanah T. Manah shakhs intubated, then he didn't assess him, and he couldn't assess him. All right. So people in the future know that. All right. So and then uh, the same is if somebody's got a swollen eye due to an injury and he can't open them. Wahakadam. نقطة ثانية GCS عادةً في الأطفال وخاصة الأطفال اللي هم تحت ستة وثلاثين شهر صعب إنك تدير interpretation again because of the uh, verbal uh, development is not uh, reliable to assess the, the, this, and they have special tools for that. لكن ما علينا احنا يعني البودكاست هذه له علاقه بالادولت بوبيوليشن، اورايت؟ نقاط ثانيه من ناحيه الجي سي اس وهذه كتبتها في في البي دي اف. It should always be determined before the administration of any sedative drugs or endotracheal intubation. علاش؟ حتى بعدين يعني هذه هذه جود ماركر اللي بعدين بعدين تبدا صعبه جدا بعد ما تعطيه سيداتيف. It's difficult to assess whether this is due to neurological problem ولا due to هذه sedative itself. So you should always check for drug therapy or alcohol uh, that the patient had, and then you should write that in your notes next to your GCS score. Um, just one point about when when uh, dealing with coma patients, uh, patients who are unconscious or, or semi-conscious, is that you should always respect them. Um with dignity. Just to make sure. When you're assessing the Glasgow Coma Scale, one of the things that you assess for is for pain response, okay? Make sure is when before you elicit pain, either on the brow, or nail, when you press on the nail, okay? even though you think that he's not listening. Okay. And then, again, as I mentioned, uh, for disability, Uh, the, uh, then you assess for uh, the pupils. So with the pupils, you take a torch with a light source, and then you check for the right and left eye to see uh, if there's a difference in size, in reactivity, and in shape. Some people, if you have a fundos- fundoscope, then that's amazing. That's brilliant. It shows you any fundoscope, shows can see any signs of uh, raised intracranial pressure, like uh, papilledema, and then other signs of acute illness as well. And then. Um, th- then you check quickly for lateralizing signs. If the kind of patient awake, method and shufi, they kind of a difference between the left or right side to assess if there's any, uh, any uh, intracranial um, brain injury or abnormality, things like strokes um, or bleeding. And then FIDAS, uh, they include as part of the neurological disability assessment. Uh, you do a quick, just check on the uh, neck, obviously, if there's no neck injury, uh, if they kind of any neck stiffness. to seek any evidence of a central uh, nervous system infection, uh, things like, you know, meningitis, um, or, sorry, um, or encephalitis. And then just remember that as part of disability, uh, glucose is always a good, um, is you have to order glucose, and it's always a good idea to remember it now, okay, if you haven't done already. Right, so what do you do after you assess uh, neurology as a primary survey? Uh, in the unconscious space patient, uh, remember, if he is unconscious and the GCS then make sure the airway is patent. You have to clear the airway, make sure it's open, 
امبيتنت وهذه المفروض درناها في الاي والبي والسي يعني في الاي تتذكر يعني ما وصلناش لديل من شبحنا الاي لكن جست ميك شور اتس بيتنت اوكي اف ذا بيشنت از هافين سيجرز ذن ذي يوجلي ريزولف سبونتانيسلي اند ذن يو جست ميك شور ذات ذا اير واي از بيتنت او الشخص ياخذ فيه اكسجين اند ذن ذي مونيتد بروبرلي All right, and then, um, and then the patient should be placed in a recovery position to prevent, yani, aspiration, uh, and then any injuries, uh, injuries to the patient. If the, um, obviously, if the seizure is prolonged, then you need to uh, basically give them the seizure protocol, whatever hospital, whatever you use. Yani, they use usually intravenous benzodiazepine, methylene, uh, lorazepam or the diazepam, either IV. ولا مثلا um, uh, transrectally يعني PR and then these patients usually if, if fail and then they're in, and then the next step will be phenytoin IV under ECG monitoring uh, and then remembering that this um, this drug does not impair any consciousness level and it could still you can still do a neurological examination after this not like the benzodiazepines which caused a depressed um, consciousness level but again Um, if you reach the stage, you need senior help, obviously, and then there's protocols and, and, and guidelines on how to manage the, uh, the uh, prolonged seizures or staticus um, epilepticus. Please read about that. And then, obviously, if there's a coma due to hypoglycemia, then you need to manage that by the intravenous dextrose infusion. And some people include thiamine with this to prevent uh, vernicase encephalopathy if somebody's alcoholic especially, but it's no harm to give thiamine with your... glucose therapy. And if the patient has naloxone, uh, sorry, if this patient has an opioid overdose, then naloxone should be considered and given. Uh, the unconscious or confused patient obviously will need a CT scan of the brain. And then if, if there's a suspicion that the patient has suspected meningitis or encephalitis or encephalitis, then they need to have appropriate antimicrobial therapy. So if you think that the patient has meningitis, you have to give antibiotics as soon as possible, all right? Even if you think that the LP, well, a lumbar puncture is going to take a long time, they should receive antibiotics as soon as possible. Uh, you can still do a lumbar puncture after that uh, and, and um, yeah, send away for treatment. And then a blood culture would usually suffice for microbial uh, uh, identification. Uh, so some guidelines would actually suggest that a Nikintatati antibiotic within half an hour of their admission if you think somebody has got meningitis. So if you think that an LP or a lumbar puncture is going to take a long time, possibly more than half an hour to arrange, don't do it, give the antibiotics. And then, and then you can arrange for the appropriate um, lumbar puncture, obviously if there's no sign, uh, if there's no contraindication. And then obviously if somebody you suspect is having encephalitis, you need to give um, antiviral therapy. Okay? So how do you monitor this? So we've done... the assessment of disability, we've done the management, we've talked about various, issue, various issues. How do you monitor? Obviously, you keep checking the, uh, gluco, uh, sorry, the Glasgow Coma Score um, as part of your iterative and then your propriety response, and then you need to watch their serum glucose. Okay? And if somebody and the GCS they have to have intubation. All right? And obviously, if somebody is unconscious, then they, these patients will need a CT scan of their brain as soon as possible. As part of management of the coma, inshallah, we'll have a conversation on the management of the coma and how to reach 
a differential diagnosis uh, and how to manage uh, coma as a whole, right? And we just touched upon a few things here. So, and then we reach the next letter, which is E. So we've done the first four. Now the last one is E. So what is the aim for E, which is exposure? The aim is to gain adequate exposure of the patient and then to assess uh, the patient. Uh, we check for, for example, for the skin, we check for non-blanching rash, purpura or rashes, uh, erythroderma, things that may be causing, causing um, severe uh, illness. And then to check for any underlying injury that we could not possibly see without exposure. And then the monitoring, usually monitor things like temperature, for example, if somebody has got signs of infection, that's any infection had the skin, okay? So just to reassess about the exposure, sometimes it's very difficult to perform a comprehensive exam unless the patient is fully undressed, okay? So you need to make sure that they're fully uh, undressed to pick up any uh, underlying problem. Just make sure and after the them undressing, to prevent any hypothermia or any high or exposure problems, okay? Okay, so we assessment for the patient. We A, B, C, D, E. We management for these important things. Just because you did the assessment of all four or five, um, you have to make sure uh, you assess them again. So the best form of assessment, again, is reassessment. Because things change. The whole is always stable, the will be unstable. So you have to reassess them again. After we assess, then we continue to monitor. So the effectiveness of resuscitation is measured by improvement in the patient's clinical status. It's therefore important in the Kinta, dear repeat observations, and then they're measured and they are recorded as well. يعني لازم تسجلها. وشنو هم يعني الحاجات اللي ممكن إحنا نطلبها كمجمنت يعني في في patients who are very unwell for primary assessment. Okay. The following I'm going to mention now should be considered as a minimum level of monitoring after your initial assessment. Okay. Things like obviously the respiratory rate, the blood pressure, and then obviously the heart rate. Continuous ECG monitoring augmented by occasional 12 lead ECG if needed. All right. And then pulse oximetry. And then uh, urine output, temperature measurement. All right. And then other things which are investigations like you need to order. So for example, like chest X-ray, so breathing, and then um, arterial blood gases, obviously. And then if you put a central line in, or if somebody put a central line in, then it's good to continue to monitor the central venous pressure. If you're given fluids, for example, to check if there's any response. And then obviously urine output. And then continuous assessment of the Glasgow Coma Scale and pupillary response when appropriate. If you have some neurological observations, and if you have the protocols from hospitals, you just say, can you please put the patient on neurological observation? And then you assess the frequency. So it's very important in the patient, the primary assessment, they should be reviewed regularly, especially after the management has started, to check for adequacy of treatment. This is to make sure that the patient has responded appropriately and is not deteriorating. وهذه سموها iterative review يعني هي يعني الملاحظة المتكررة. Okay, so it's very very important. 
And then if the patient deteriorates again in your reassessments, then you have to reassess um, these phases again in ABC, right? Like a lot of things, we talked about ABC in detail. لكن عادة في الميديكال اسسمنت خاصة يعني مش في السيرجيكال اسسمنت يعني في خاصة تروما في الميديكال اسسمنت عادة وين يجي يعني بتجي بتكلم مريض الاي بي سيز كان بي دون فيري كويكلي فجي بتكلم المريض السلام عليكم كيف حالك؟ هو بيرد عليك بيتكلم وهو مقعمز يعني يتكلم وهو بريذنج اوكي مثلا والبلد بريشر نتاعه اوكي سو الاي بي سي كان بي دون فيري فيري كويكلي يوجلي اورايت بات وي هاف تو ديسكس ذيس بالتفصيل يعني اورايت اند ات شود بي دون سبيشلي في جونيور دكتورز Or method medical students training, we should try to do these things, get get to know these things um, um, before they get experience. Obviously, because the, the more you do these things, the more quicker you can become at doing them, and the more efficient. So, we through the primary assessment, um, we identified whatever physiological problem that is happening, and we treat the physiological problem. And this keep and this is normally. enough to keep the patient alive and then once they're stable and they should be stable by now then we can do a secondary or phase two assessment which is taking a proper history looking at the charts at the notes uh, history nursing staff past investigations Uh, and then you go through the formal assessment to look for a, a diagnosis because it's important to get a diagnosis to treat the underlying problem okay so you'd look at things like um, you know what's the you know why they were admitted what's the history of their presenting problem the relevant medical history past medical history and past surgical history any allergy history uh, and then you go through system review And then you look at essential family and social history, and obviously you look at the medications that they've been using, and then you know if they've um, they've got a history of alcohol use, um, and when's the last time they took alcohol, or, or for example if they take illicit drugs, when was, when is the last time, things like that, okay? And if there's any history of sick contacts, so all of these things are done after you do the primary assessment. وهذه طبعاً يعني should be done in a methodical, structured approach. Uh, to try to find um, a diagnosis. Then, by the history, did full examination from head to toe to try to find. But this normally, this um, this is after the patient um, is more stable, and then other people could help you out with this as well. يعني مثلاً إذا كان تنادوك على المريض وأنت مش مريض نتاعك طبيعيين يعني مفروض إنه في حد من التيم يساعدك في الكلام هذا أصلاً يعني. Okay. If not, then you have to do it on your own. And after you've done all the assessment, then you should document what you've done. مهم جدا انك انت تعمل دوكيومنتيشن. نمبر 1 because for legal purposes obviously but more importantly to communicate to other colleagues and and then to give a reference point حتى بعدين تعرف تقارن بين الحاجات اللي درتها توا وتقارنها بالحاجات حديرها في المستقبل او مثلا زميل ثاني بيجي بيشوف انت شنو درت وشنو ما درتش for safety reason obviously. So I'm not going to go into why documentation is important. Uh, بالتفصيل لكن مهم جدا انك انت تكتب كل شيء في اسرع وقت ممكن بعد ما تشوف المريض حتى ما تنساش الحاجات اللي درتها. اوكي؟ okay? So you have to write it in a clear handwriting and it has to be um, during or uh, soon as you finish assessing the patient وفي فورمات um, كتبت عليه في ال uh, PDF document uh, 
يعني يوري كيف ان 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 الدوكيومنتيشن يعني يندار لكن هذه بطريقه معينه يعني مو متبع طريقه معينه وتكون واضحه وتكون يعني ايفكتيف فهذا المطلوب يعني فتبع اي طريقه لكن المهم ان ان تكون تكون فيري كلير يعني على سبيل المثال لو ندوك على حد هو كونفيوزد وعمره مثلا 50 سنه وشفت انت الشخص هو فندوك عليه وانت درت له اسسمنت يو كان دوكيمنت ذا واي ذات يو اسس ذا بيشنت اللي هو الاي بي سي مثلا فيو كان يو كان رايت داون ماي اسسمنت اوف ذا بيشنت ريفيل ذا فولوينج فور اكزامبل اي تكتب اي بعدين تكتب الاسسمنت اوف اي اللي هي الاوي بيتنت ريسوسيتيشن مثلا اعطيتها مثلا اوكسجين 85% Uh, monitoring uh, he's not requiring مثلا monitoring as of yet B تعمل لها assessment تكتب assessment uh, the respiratory rate is 30 um, breaths per minute no accessory muscle use symmetrical ex- ex- expansion and um, no um, focal features on auscultation resuscitation not required as of yet monitoring pulse oximetry تكتب بعدين SAO2 اللي هو saturation 99% C, the circulation assessment. For example, a pulse, ticked with pulse, a radial pulse, 140. It's in uh, atrial fibrillation. Uh, blood pressure, for example, 90 over 60. And jugular uh, JVP, for example, not visible or flat. And then the remainder of the examination are normal. Okay. And then for D, uh, sorry, for resuscitation, for example, uh, cardioversion times three. مثلا حسب اللي درتوه له انت الريسوستيشن يعني او مثلا اعطيته هذه كيميكال كارديفيرجن او الكتريكال كارديفيرجن وات ايفر يو ذا واي ذا ريسوستيتد اوبسلي مونيتورينج مثلا بولس بلود بريشر اي سي جي مونيتور اوكي اند ذن دي فور اكزامبل اسسمنت هيز جلاسكو كوما سكيل فور اكزامبل واز 14 او 15 اوت اوف 15 هيز بيوبلز ور ايكو رياكتيف تو لايت وات ايفر اند ذن You know, you assess on how you're going to plan to manage him and how you're going to reassess him again and how you're going to manage his blood pressure and what help you're going to do. Okay? So other important advice before we conclude. Um, one other important advice is a primary survey or initial survey of a sick patient is pain, pain management. Okay? It's very important as, uh, as for the management of the acutely unwell patient. And this is something we Libya and Arabia. Pain is important to manage. تخليش المريض يتحمل. أعطيه safe, effective analgesia. Okay? It's it, because of a physiological cause وحتى من ethically speaking. You shouldn't leave somebody in pain. And it will help your examination. If somebody, if you, if you control the patient's pain, it will help you. And it will help the patient, which is more important. Okay? Right. Another point, the elderly, which is an increasing population. Okay? They have limited homeostatic reserve, okay, of their brain, of their heart, and of their kidneys, and of their lungs, obviously. Okay, so their illness can present differently. So they have impaired immunity. So, for example, they can present with sepsis. Sepsis for young adults have fever, with high white cell count. In them, it could be the opposite. It could have hypothermia, low temperature, low white cell count, all right? And they have different... from microkinetics and dynamics. Deaths, and they can give them drug toxicity faster and faster than young patients. All right? This is the point for elderly patients. 
نقطة ثانية مهمة نكررها من جديد وهي أصلاً لها هي نكررها ولا علاقة بالتكرار اللي هي مراجعة المراجعة المتكررة الإيتيراتيف ريفيو كل ما تدير الأي بي سي then you start your management review again to check for response and then track the changes واكتبهم so the best or the most important assessment is a, is a reassessment okay and if the patient deteriorates you have to reassess again alright وبعدين زي ما قلنا على communication document your findings And if you need to speak to somebody on the phone, like a senior, a ICU, or a senior consultant, or a staff, or a team, right? State where you are, sorry, who you are, where you are, and and then your request. Can you come, please? Give a brief history. For a new admission with pneumonia, for يعني تعطيه الدايجنوستس وبعدين تكلم على الفايتال ساينز مثلا his GCS is كذا his pulse is كذا his blood pressure is كذا obviously importantly his respiratory rate is كذا and he's on oxygen therapy and his ABG showed and his urine output is showed and then talk about what you're worried about okay this is clear communication it's very important حتى تمنع الأذر بارتي يعني to be frustrated وحيعرف المشكلة بسرعة with the seriousness of the problem as well Okay, so clear communication and handover is vital. So, for example, if you had if your call was over and you were dealing with a sick patient, before you go, make sure in the uh, um, person who's taking care of that patient after you knows everything and what you've done. Okay, so tell him how what your assessment is, the history, and tell him uh, or her. Uh, what management you've, management you've given and tell him what you expect from that person to do for this patient in the next few hours or so. Alright? If you prescribed fluids, if you prescribed antibiotics or some certain kind of management, or you ordered an investigation, you have to make sure that this is communicated. And after this communication, uh, the person who's taken over you must uh, follow up to make sure that uh, the orders uh, of investigations and management actually get carried out um, to prevent any delay in treatment uh, or uh, investigation. The scope of improving this in Libya, for example. I think emergency teams هذا شيء جديد حتى في الدول الغربيه يعني خلال الخمسة ستة سنين اللي فاتوا بدت تطلع يعني ممكن عام 2000 وزيد يعني مش عارف يعني اذا كان اي شخص ثاني عنده خبره ممكن حتى قبل في الموضوع هذا لكن يعني في ليبيا اعتقادي انها مش موجوده ما زال مش موجوده وهذه اتس اكشلي جود ثينك تو بي انتروديوسد واحنا طبعا عندنا مشكله دائما نعانوا منها حكايه التدريب النيرسز يعني هذه نقطه مهمه جدا يعني يعني حتى النيرسنج سكيلز العاديه عندنا فيها مشكله ما بال يعني الادفانس نيرسنج سكيلز لكن بامكاننا احنا نبدو بالنقطه هذه نتاع الايمرجنسي الميديكال ايمرجنسي تيمز او مثلا الكريتيكال كير اوتريتش تيمز وتقريبا الاستفاده منها حتكون كبيره هلبه ومفروض حتى مجلس التخصصات مثلا في ليبيا او مثلا الدكاتره اللي موجودين نحاولوا كيف نوفروا لهم معلومات عن النقطه هذه حتى الناس اللي هم يديروا في روتيشن او الناس اللي هم يشتغلوا برا يحاولوا ان هم they introduce this when يزوروا ليبيا مثلا او مثلا يبعثوا الناس المتخصصين في الانستيزيا او متخصصين في الكريتيكال كير 
انه حاولوا ينبهوا يعني اخوتنا اللي موجودين احنا يشتغلوا في ليبيا كيف ان الحاجه هذه ممكن تكون مفيده وكيف ان يعني the introduction of this thing could lead to improvement of healthcare في الوردز وبامكاننا احنا ندربوا الناس هما يعني في مثلا في بريطانيا نعرف انه في 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 امريكا وفي في كندا وفي كندا وفي في استراليا تقريبا عندهم alert courses وميزه الالرت كورسز ان they train uh, on scenarios um, they train nurses and doctors on scenarios on how to manage the uh, sick patient and, and the skills of airways and breathing and circulation و, and then they train them on uh, dummies يعني, يعني, uh, on simulated patients um, and this leads to increasing their confidence and then leads to uh, better care on the ward eventually يعني. حتى تكون اوير يعني هذه ميزه يعني. They train them on oxygen therapy, on how to treat the airway, the breathing, the circulation, um, and how to uh, utilize teams, and how to communicate with other people to avoid problems. وطبعا احنا دائما we take for granted the communication احنا حاجه مفروضه هذه المفروض نعرفها لكن هذه سكيل communication is a skill. وهذه المفروض احنا نعلمه حتى الطلبه يعني بها النقطه هذه. Um, it's not something that we're born with, يعني. ففي ناس عندهم قدرة على communication, وفي ناس ما عندهم مش naturally, وفي ناس يحتاجوا training. فعدم communication training هذا يؤدي إلى مشاكل ما بين الزملاء, تصير مشاكل في الكول, يعني في التعامل, تصير في أمور حتى شخصية, وهذه طبعاً سبب مشاكل في healthcare and patients. فإحنا we shouldn't take it for granted. We have to um, teach people and students. And then onwards, uh, students, junior doctors, and even senior doctors, and how to communicate effectively with uh, each other, how to avoid conflicts on call, and how to be good, effective team workers. And how to be good, effective team workers. And how to be good, effective team فنسأل الناس اللي هم يعني سينيور ونسأل الناس اللي هم يعني موجودين برا وموجودين الداخل يعني يحاولوا ان هم تو تراي تو كونتريبيوت تو اكيوت ميديكال كير تو ايمرجنسي كير تو كريتيكال كير اي سي يو كير في ليبيا ومحتاجين يعني السكيلز محتاجين حتى لنصيحه مثلا يعني اذا كان حتى في ناس يتبرعوا ان هم يروحوا لليبيا زيارات مثلا اللي عايشين برا يحاولوا ان هم كيف يعني يعطوا محاضرات يعطوا توكس يعطوا براكتيكال سيشنز Um, and how to uh, do do these things and how to manage um, um, acutely unwell patients, okay? And even talks on communication, talks on uh, team building, team management, which is very exciting actually. But that will have huge potential. Well, I think you know, it had become very very satisfying the the uh, person who wants to do these things. And uh, lastly. Um, I'd like to uh, just run through very important messages uh, or take-home messages from this podcast. Uh, take-home messages uh, from this podcast are as follows. Number one, resuscitation is about recognizing and effectively intervening when patients have seriously abnormal vital signs, not just about dealing with cardiac arrest. Number two, there is a great deal of uh, research to show that our current systems fail when hospital inpatients deteriorate. Number three, early effective intervention can improve outcome and utilization of intensive care resources. Number four, 
iterative review is very important. So you review and re-review patients. Here, al-mulahada al-mutakarrida. Number five, doctor's orders. Make sure what you prescribe is followed through. أي حاجة درتها. Make sure it's it follows it's followed through. Avoid delays and miscommunication in your patient management. Number six, physiological derangement and the need for ICU admission is not the same thing. All patients should be assessed by an experienced senior doctor. Number seven, in order to communicate clearly to colleagues about acutely ill patients, use very simple methods or a simple system. So, for example, state what you want, give a brief history and a summary of the vital signs and document your assessment and management as soon as you can, legibly and with time and date. Number eight, always inform the senior doctor with you or who is on call with you about a seriously ill patient. Inform your registrar, inform your senior resident, inform your consultant, whatever system you work in. And then, just a trick, they always say, the right oxygen, the right fluid, and the right help at the right time to help your patient. But then quote Muhammad Jiddan Min William Osler, the famous Canadian internal physician. He said that patients do not die of their disease, they die of the physiological consequences of their disease, which is very true, and this is what we talked about today. إذا كان عندكم أي ملاحظة على على البودكاست الطويلة جدا اليوم حاولت أن أنجزها لكن قلت خنجرب تكون طويلة please email me or leave a message and the email is libyamedcast at gmail.com that's libyamedcast at gmail.com or please leave a message at, our, at the website which is libyamedcast.wordpress.com شكرا وان شاء الله نتابعكم في الحلقه الثانيه